It's the Sound Kitchen. Mmm, yummy. It's the Sound Kitchen. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Uh, you're listening to the Sound Kitchen. Mm, yummy. And Susan Owensby's cooking. Welcome to the Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday, the 24th of September, the 267th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. There are 98 days until the end of 2022. Before we get started, I'd like to wish a warm welcome to some new RFI Listeners Club members. There's Javier Caleb Hernandez Trujillo from my beloved Mexico. And there are three new members from India. Pranab Kumar Ray, Madhab Chandra Sagur, and Tapan Basak. Three also from Bangladesh, Mahamadul Hassan, Hossein Abed Ali, and Abu Saleh. From Sierra Leone, there's Yeme Sande John Ture. And from Liberia, Orlando Tema. From Russia, there's Vladimir Gudzenko, and from China, Ding Lu. Welcome, everyone. You, too, can be a member of the RFI Listeners Club. Just write to me at english.service at rfi.fr and tell me you want to join, and I'll send you a membership number. It's that easy. When you win a Sound Kitchen quiz as an RFI Listeners Club member, you receive a premium prize. And you can join our Facebook page, the RFI Listeners Club page. It's a group page, and it's for members of the general RFI Listeners Club. All of you who belong to the general RFI Listeners Club, and I know there are at least 400 of you, can post on it. You must ask to join the group. You must furnish your RFI Listeners Club membership number. I'll approve you, and then off you go. You can post videos, photos, talk about your clubs, whatever it is you want to, well, as long as it's not offensive, or commercial, no selling. Be kind, my friends. Speaking of Facebook, Anand Mohan Bain, the president of the RFI Pariwar Bandhu SWL Club, in Chhattisgarh, India, held a radio contest in memory of Supta Bain, the youngest member of the club. He posted all the details on the club's Facebook pages, and now the winners have been announced, so be sure and take a look. You never know what you'll be served up on the Sound Kitchen. I've got Sweet Fitz, my colleague Michael Fitzpatrick here with me, raring to go with the bonus question answers on the listener's corner. And Erwan's in the control room riding the board. So there's music from Erwan too, but first, the quiz. (laughs) 
On the 27th of August, I asked you a question about an article written by RFI English correspondent Morali Krishnan. India-Africa partnership gets a boost with investment conclave. Morali reported on an investment meeting in New Delhi that brought together several African leaders to discuss boosting commercial ties between India and African countries. Krishnan quoted India's foreign minister, Subramanyam Jaishankar, who said that India was among the leading countries that have invested on the African continent. As you are surely aware, China also invests heavily on the African continent. However, the investment policies are quite different. And that was your question. What exactly is the difference between China's investment policy on the continent and India's? Michael, want to give the answer? Well, the answer is, as Murali Krishnan wrote, and I quote, Unlike China, which has concentrated on creating infrastructure and extracting natural resources, India, through its investments, has focused on core questions like human resource development, information technology, maritime security, education and healthcare. A senior diplomat from Nigeria told RFI, Indian project construction and financing in Africa is aimed at facilitating local participation and development. Indian companies rely more on African talent and do capacity building for the local population." End quote. Of course, in addition to the quiz question, there was the bonus question, which you may remember was, what is your dream day off from either school or work? And you'll hear the answers later on in the program on the Listener's Corner. So as Susan likes to say, stay with us or else. <laughs> the winners of this week's quiz are... RFI Listeners Club member Kanwar Santu from British Columbia in Canada, who's also the winner of this week's bonus question. Kanwar's dream day off from work is spent on the beach with his granddaughter flying a kite. Oh, let's go fly a kite up to the highest height. Let's go fly a kite and send it's soaring up through the atmosphere, up where the air is clear. Oh, let's go fly a kite. Ah, but Kanwar, do you sing that to your granddaughter too? I hope so. Talk about something she'll remember for the rest of her life. Golam Mahina, a member of the Shetu RFI Listeners Club in Nalgaon, Bangladesh, is also a winner this week. As are RFI English listeners Sarurar Jahan Masin from Kishorganj, Bangladesh, Kalyani Basak, and Karuna Kantapal, both from West Bengal, India. Congratulations to this week's winners, and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. <laughs> You all know I am a huge fan of my colleagues Alison Hurd and Sarah Elsis and their podcast Spotlight on France. Their stories are always so interesting, so well-researched, and I really, really like their laid-back, friendly presentation. They're a really good team, those two. On their most recent podcast, Sarah did a story on the stinky, moldy, wonderful cheese Roquefort, known here as the king of cheese. Roquefort can 
only be made within a hundred mile radius of the town of Roquefort-sur-Sauzon and only from milk from the Lacone breed of sheep. Sheep which, as Sarah notes, and I quote, wiry muscular animals that are well adapted to the climate and terrain around the caves where Roquefort is aged, end quote. I want you to listen to Allison and Sarah's latest Spotlight on France podcast, which, of course, you already have, paying special attention to Sarah's report on Roquefort. And then send me the answer to this question. What is the name of the cheese of the homemade Roquefort that farmers used to make for themselves? It's named after a town close to Roquefort-sur-Sauzon, and it is not allowed to be called Roquefort, a protected name, like Champagne. Did you know? Champagne is only allowed to be called Champagne if it was made in the Champagne region of France, and according to strict rules, everything else must be called sparkling wine. But this isn't about Champagne. It's about that other French specialty, cheese. Listen to Allison and Sarah's most recent Spotlight on France podcast. It's number 80. And answer me this. What is the name of the cheese of the homemade Roquefort that farmers used to make for themselves. To help you with the answer, you can find the link to the podcast as well as the article Sarah wrote on the Sound Kitchen page on our website, rfienglish.com. It's also on the Sound Kitchen and the club's Facebook pages. Michael, what's this week's bonus question? Well, who are you going to be this time next year? Are you going to change anything between now and then? It's a sort of New Year's resolution question, but despite the date, we're interested to know who you are going to be this time next year. President of your country, perhaps? Nobel Prize winner? Retired millionaire? <laughs> well, for me, I'll be a year older, so I will certainly be Far more beautiful. Hard to imagine that. Uh, well, you old slip tongue. See why I call him Sweet Fitz? <laughs> what are you going to be in a year? <laughs> well, I, I'm going to be forced out of RFI next spring because I've passed my sell-by date. So I hope to be happily retired. But you got to remember Woody Allen's warning about making plans for the future. It's one way of making God laugh. <laughs> That's right. Man plans, God laughs. You have until the 17th of October to get your answers in. Be sure to tune in on the 22nd of October to see if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a miss, a miss, a missus, or a mister. I don't want to get it wrong. Send your quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service at rfi.fr. You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone. Dial plus 336-31129682. That's plus 336 Always include your postal mailing address and if you have one, your RFI Club membership number. Hello, 
I am Erwan Rome. You're listening to The Sound Kitchen and Susanna Winsby's Cooking. Time for the Listener's Corner. Take it away, Michael. Well, today you'll hear your fellow listeners' answers to the bonus question, what is your dream day off from school or work? Tasnim Sala stays busy playing computer games, and Sajad Hossein likes to play too, but this time it's sports, especially football, cricket, and tennis. Saidul Islam Cycles, he wrote, Cycling is not only my hobby, but I also do it regularly for my mental and physical health. A good man, Saidul. Saleh Likon goes fishing, and Sahananja Parvin gets out into nature, the country, a lake, a river, or the sea. Mohammed Likon likes to get out and about on a day off too. He wrote, I visit the local zoo, a museum, the library, or historical places with my family. Mohammed Aksan does too. He wrote, during my day off, I walk, buy necessary things for my family, and sometimes I spend time in the park. And then there are those of you who like more restful days off. Rahin Ali will sleep. That's a fair enough thing to do. As he wrote, actually, I like to sleep, don't we all? Rasha Duzaman likes to get out pen and paper and write poems, novels or stories. Jabayada Akhtar Jai listens to music and the radio, watches TV or reads. Tati Hassale is a reader too. She wrote that her dream day off is spent reading anything at all, she says, that she can get her hands on. Mohammed Shamin will play his guitar. Mohammed wrote, My guitar was given to me by my uncle for my 10th birthday. He's an accomplished player and he gave me some lessons. I can play a few simple tunes myself. Jayantha Chakrabarti wrote, Sunday to me is my dream day off from work. Remember Connie Francis's famous song, Never on Sunday. Yes, it is a day reserved for rest. After a week of hectic work, tension and running around, Sunday is a free holiday, as Indians would like to say. It's a day off to rewind, reset and re-energize, or even to redeem myself for a past bad performance. Sunday is a day to spend as I please, getting into a holiday mood, going out to enjoy nature or just relaxing with my favorite music or movie. Sometimes I also love to cook, surprising my wife with a special dish she's been craving for for a long time. Well, Gianta, why'd you make her wait for a long time before you cooked her a special dish, eh? I actually dislike cooking, says she who has a show called The Sound Kitchen. But it's sound kitchen, remember, not food kitchen. My husband, Xavier, loves to cook, and he's darn good at it, too. Lucky me. Do you cook, Michael? Yeah, but when I do, my family look at the results and say, (laughs) hey, why don't we go out to a restaurant this evening? (laughs) Jayanta is not the only one who likes to cook on a day off. So does Radha Krishna Pillai. He wrote he likes to prepare new dishes and share them with his family members. Rabea Begum wrote that she cooks for everyone in her family on her days off, but she also finishes her housework. A woman's work is never done, is it? I have to make myself not do anything around the house. There's always something. Depita Chakrabarti is with us, Rebea. She wrote, I am loaded with domestic work throughout the day, but the dream day off is a public holiday when everyone is at home and I have the greatest satisfaction. I can relax more, sharing my house chores and those special moments with my husband and son. Our sister Shahanaj Parvan Sati sews on her days off. She likes to make dresses. 
From Mogire Machuki, we hear, My dream day off is spent gardening, doing manual work within the compound, and, if time allows, meeting with friends later in the afternoon. Shahan Ozaz Parvin will garden too. She wrote, First in the morning I work in my house flower garden. Then I visit my nearest relatives because when I see them and talk with them, my mind is fresh and I feel very happy. In the afternoon I go to the park with my family. I think this is a way to freshen the mind and people need that. That is how I pass my dream day for a full rest. Abu Saleh also notes that for a dream day off from work, he spends quality time with friends and family. And this answer doesn't quite fit the question, but it's so nice we have to include it. Rahim Ali wrote, My dream day was my marriage day because my spouse is my colleague. That is sweet. We'll close with two letters from retired listeners. Karuna Kantapal wrote, Every day is a day off now. I listen to music and the radio and help my wife with cooking, plan holiday outings and garden, which has been my hobby since I was a child. Hans-Werner Lolika wrote, As a pensioner, this is not a very relevant question for me anymore, but as a child and youngster, days off from school were very welcome. In fact, I was 18 before I started enjoying going to school, before it was a pestilence. <laughs> I grew up on a farm, and I spent my time with animals. I had a horse, a sheep, rabbits, and even a pig of my own. I think my father gave me what he wanted to have as a boy and did not have. I cared for them day and night. No mercy, no playing with other children before I had taken care of my animals. I asked Hans if he liked being responsible for the animals, and he answered, You bet! The animals were my companions. For many years I had a mother sheep. She was also my confessor. She looked at me with her sad eyes and shared my troubles. <laughs> That's it for today's Listener's Corner. Thanks everyone for participating, and a special thanks to Sweet Fitz for hanging out in the kitchen with us. The more the merrier. Hi, this is Samuel Francis from Jamaica, the tropical island in the Caribbean, Yemen. Okay, my friends, it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining us in the Sound Kitchen, and keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. Many, many thanks to Erwan Rome for his input and his mixing mastery. Thanks to Michael Fitzpatrick for sitting in, and thanks to you for listening. Be sure and tune in next week for the answer to the question about French Prime Minister Elizabeth Bourne's expectations for French businesses. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind, and stay in touch. And stay safe, my friends. I'll play you out with music from Erwan, our sound engineer, who's a musician first and foremost. He plays the conga drums. Today he chose a piece by a Japanese vocalist and composer, Hatis Noit. Hatis Noit, in Japanese folklore, is the stem of the lotus flower. Hatis Noit incorporates ballet, 
theater, traditional folk music, koto and gagaku, the court music of ancient Japan, into her compositions. They are really quite mind-bending. The piece Erwan chose for us to listen to is from her debut album, Aura. Called Angelus Novus, which means new angel in Latin, Noit was inspired by a monoprint by the artist Paul Clay. This is what she wrote about Angelus Novus, and I quote, When I wrote this song, I remembered this image of an angel flying against the rough winds of history, which resonated very strongly with me in regards to both personal and social struggles. This song has a very intimate, introverted outro, as I wanted it to end with a place of healing, end quote. Angelus Novus is not just a musical composition, it's also video art. Hattis Noit wanted to explore the borderlines and fluidities of the self-alienated sensation she says she feels as a Japanese person living in the UK. Sometimes being mistaken for Chinese, she wondered, what makes us different? Or, is there any borderline? Elaborating, she explained, sometimes the answer is yes, we are different and unique, but then also I found that sometimes we have something in common, or sometimes we even feel we are connected through our genes somehow. With this video, I wanted to show how apparent, yet fluid, this borderline is, and ask further, where does one end and another begin? We've posted the video on the Sound Kitchen and the club's Facebook pages so you can have the full experience. Let us know what you think. And thanks again, Erwan, for another musical adventure. Talk to you all next week.